Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Bacon is delicious, but hard to cook. This can't be fixed. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. Orange Tupperware. You don't have to live with it. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. I'm a good flat tire fixer. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. Water, but not old water. everybody. Welcome to What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. This is Amy. And this is Margaret. And today we are talking about even more minor life-changing tips. Not life-saving tips like my corn boiling. <laughs> we had so many people on our Facebook page saying like, well, put it on the grill. I thought my way of making corn is the best. There are many good ways of cooking corn that aren't the way you were doing it. It's life-changing. We are going to at some point have to start a spinoff podcast called How to Cook All the Things because the amount of debate on our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash what fresh hellcast about how to cook corn, how to cook bacon. We just have a lot of people with a lot of thoughts about how to properly cook things. Somebody in the group was very properly cooking a whole rasher of bacon on a cookie sheet on the head foil and then bacon on it. And they uh, took a picture and said, look, Margaret, it's actually not that much grease to cook it on a cookie sheet. I'm like, Thank you. For the photographic evidence. But she also involved parchment paper. I do foil. You can do parchment paper. Sure. I don't know, people. This can't be fixed. Bacon is delicious, but hard to cook. This can't be fixed. I'm fine with it. Also, can I just say how much I like your new phrase, can I bounce on this? I used to say, could I double click? Sometimes you say double to click. Sometimes you say drill down, but now you're bouncing on things. I shouldn't say double click. I should say haptic press. Like, isn't that what they call it in the iPhone 12? You press and then press more. It's no more click. Like I'm talking about, you know, wired mouses from the 20th century. <laughs> Let me double click on that. <laughs> Let me haptic press on that. All right. Like, let me telegraph that to you on the old telegraph machine. We had so many good minor life-changing tips that we said we were going to have to do a whole second episode. So we're back with even more of these because they're so random. They're so good. 
I'm going to jump right in, okay? Please, hit me. Uh, Tolly says you should apply sunscreen to babies and toddlers with a makeup brush or a beauty blender. Life-changing. This makes so much sense. Have you never had a toddler who really didn't want sunscreen put on their face and was screaming and squirming? And I had three of them for years. You do with a brush and it's just much more easy to apply accurately and not too much and it feels kind of cool and fascinating and they'll stand still while, the, while you do it. You got to do it that way. Okay. All right. I get it. I wasn't seeing it for a minute. I was like, why is a beauty blender better than my fingers? The chances of it getting in their eyes is smaller. Got it. All right. I was a doubter and you've made me a believer, Amy, in just this moment. I love it. It's life changing. Holly (laughs) says, along with your jack and spare tire, keep a portable air pump that plugs into your cigarette lighter and a can of Fix-A-Flat. This has saved me many times from having to change a tire on a busy highway or having to call for roadside assistance. What's Fix-A-Flat? Holly, what's happening with you (laughs) that you have this many flat tires? Right, exactly. Check your tire distributor. Well, Holly might live somewhere where flat tires are more... But I mean, where are they more likely than like glass strewn Manhattan? Fix a flat. It's like a can of air that fills up your flat tire. Oh, well, I thought it's it was- like the oxygen that you breathe in like uh, high altitude places, like can of oxygen. It's can of air. Do you know how to fix? Can you fix flat tire? No, I call a AAA. That's what I do. I can really fix a flat tire. I'm a good flat tire fixer. That's in my special skills category. The one thing that's hard is now a lot of the tire places use like a hydraulic gun to put the lug nuts back on. So sometimes they are so tightly on because they use a machine to put them back on. Yeah. You have to like really, if you can get your jack, I mean, you can get your tire iron where you can stand on it. Like you really have to put a lot of pressure on them to get them loose. Back in the day when someone put them on by hand, they were a lot easier to get off by hand. But yeah, I'm pretty good at changing a flat. Oh my gosh. I'm such a feminist in most ways, but when it comes to something on the car going wrong or a tire, it's like I'm a damsel in distress. I depend on the kindness of strangers. Call a big man to help you. Yes. I don't know how to do this. I'm a lady, you see. I completely do that. A portable air, I will say, is this is a word for the wise. In there, too, you should put... So it used to be that you had to have a giant handheld, it weighed 15 pounds, jumper box. For jumper cables, yeah. It's not jumper cables. It's a box that has the charge. With jumper cables, you have to have another car. So I, my battery died at pickup one day, and then you got to flag someone down. They got to get in the right position. You got to jumper mm-hmm. cables. Right. And then hope they know what they're doing. Right. And nobody dies. Now you can buy a box that stays charged and it jumps your car without needing another car. That is a good thing to have around. Jumper box. But see, where are you going to put it? And this goes back to our first episode. You need room in that glove compartment because you don't need gloves in there. And you also don't need the 600-page car thing. You could put your jumper box in there or your portable air pump. You can't fix a flat. I say you put it in the wheel well. It's out of the way. The glove box just to me is has no role in our lives. Katie says you should get a first aid kit and keep that in the glove compartment. Now, that makes sense to me. Like many's the time you're going to need a little, you know, butterfly bandage or some Bactine. I don't know. Band-Aid. Yeah. Then she says, fill the side doors of the car with bottled water for when water bottles are empty and the adventure is still going. I'm medium on this because it gets pretty hot in the car. I don't think you should leave bottled water in your car indefinitely, right? No, I don't want old water. I would agree with that. All of the like, have these things in your car. If it doesn't ever get used, if it gets used once in a blue moon, yes. For me, I always say the problem is like, if it has to be refilled, like if it's a pair of spare clothes, 
I use them once and then I never have the spare clothes again. My problem is once it's used, I forget to put it back in. The amount of times I ended up with a poopy toddler and I was like, let me go get the spare clothes. And as the thought formed, I remembered using them the last time and realizing there were no spare clothes. We could really start a spare business doing a box of like all the things that a mom needs to have in her car. We got the can of fix a flat. I don't know how to use it, but I probably need to have it in my car, right? The first aid kit, the clothes, the Ziploc bag, the puke boot site thing you're telling us about. You know what you really need, I'm realizing, is a car that you tow behind your car at all times that's filled with the things you need. And water, but not old water, right? It's just all there. No, water, there's some, well, you need an extra car to tow behind your car and then a butler who every night restocks and refreshes all of the things you need in the car that you're towing behind your car. That's not too much to ask. No. These are great ideas, guys. Get on it. This is so little, but I never knew this. Amy says that you can buy melamine foam on Amazon in bulk. It's the same thing as Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. You can buy it in bulk for like 10% as much as Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. But does it spray? The word foam is confusing me here. No, no. It's like, well, you know what Mr. Clean Magic Eraser is, right? The cushy white stuff? Oh, I, I live, I mean, I live for Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. I just get them at Costco because then they got a bulk. I'm going to get you some melamine foam for your birthday. Melamine foam. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. You are so sweet. Make this Mother's Day magical. Get her some melamine foam in bulk. <laughs> melamine foam. Foam in bulk. No, thank you. Kitty has another one. She says only buy each kid one kind of socks and then they'll all match. Katie, I have a response to that and it's this can't be fixed. Sock solutions. But one kind. They're wrong. It never works because you buy them one kind. Then you're on vacation and they didn't pack any socks. So then you got to go to the Walmart. Then you get another set. They're not matched. Like this can't be fixed. I am your butler has the socks in the car that you're towing behind you. I have a giant bucket of socks. We've tried only buying everybody their own kinds of socks. It doesn't work. There is no happiness down the road of thinking there's a solution to the sock problem if you're me. Maybe there are more organized people out there. But I find there is no happiness for me. Socks yeah. are a nightmare and there is no solution End of sentence. The solution is every six months to just declare bankruptcy on match socks and dump them out and set yourself free. But even that just breaks me. It breaks me because I know that in the next load, it's going to start the unmatching process again. Now half of the matches are in the other thing. There's no happiness. It can't be fixed. So your problem is with the every sock matches like it does until you have to buy more and you don't have the same kind. I have, for my own mental health, accepted that a thousand unmatched socks will be part of my existence at all times and that that can't be fixed. I'm still with Katie because there's no matching. Okay, like eventually, yes, like the pack from the Kissimmee Target is going to get worked in when you forget to bring socks to Disney World. But until then, the work of matching is also taking care of this. Not socks that don't match, but also the, like, here's the blue one that has jack-o'-lanterns on it. Where's the other blue one that has jack-o'-lanterns on it? They're all white socks. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have committed to more members of the rotation being white Fruit of the Loom socks. No sponsorship, people. They're not paying us. So we're more committed to those socks than others, but I'm just saying it's not a solution. There is no solution except your fate. My sort of risky solution is uh, Bomba socks who have been a sponsor. Like, I really do love Bomba socks. I love them. And they're expensive. 
And I think they're worth it because they're great socks. But if you buy like expensive socks, then I don't know. You pay more attention and they tend to stick around. But you can't do that for your kids. Well, I have a lot of Bomba socks as well, and I like them. I have my own socks that I take care of. I'm talking about the vast sprawl of children's socks. No, those can't match. My own socks, I do my own laundry, and my socks are cared for. Okay. All right. I'm talking about the like 800. Someone for Christmas gave us the 12 Days of Harry Potter socks. Now there's unmatched Harry Potter socks. This problem can't be solved. It can't be fixed. Give up and face your fate. Anna Lynn says, don't put things where they should go. Put them where they are used or looked for most often. Example, oh, we're back to socks. <laughs> Keeping my kids' socks in a bin by the door where the shoes go. Could you come up with another example, Anna Lynn, besides? I know. Let's just have an end that. Well, you have this toothbrushes in the downstairs by the kitchen. Yes. Years ago, I came up with this. The kids going upstairs to brush their teeth would disappear for 10 or 15 minutes and come back downstairs having forgotten to brush their teeth. Like, why are you going upstairs to brush teeth? Just have a toothbrush upstairs and a toothbrush downstairs. So I totally agree with this. I'm trying to think of a kid's sock free example. So this doesn't just become life changing tips for your kid's socks. But they are, they're a problem. You said this on the podcast years ago, and I thought, that's genius. And I moved the toothbrushes downstairs. And then quickly I had to bail on it because the toothpaste spray that is in every direction, it was our guest bathroom. And twice somebody went in to use the guest bathroom and it was just like disgusting toothpaste strewn disaster. And then after they left, I realized what had happened and it was horrifying. <laughs> Life-changing chips have an extra bathroom that nobody but the guest uses. The butler really needs to get on the bathroom. Right, right. The butler's life-changing. Okay, we'll be back with even more life-changing tips. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses, first two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we? say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is... Toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. 
Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use the code MOTHERHOOD at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code MOTHERHOOD for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E. Lumen.me and use the code Fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Michelle says painter's tape. I'm with her. Blue painter's tape for everything. Labeling leftovers, painter's tape. Kids want to make a car track on the floor, painter's tape. She says she uses it to like baby-proof outlets when they travel, painter's tape. It stays on. It doesn't leave a mark. I saw a toddler hack on Pinterest that I shared on our Instagram page because I just thought it was so genius that to keep a toddler busy while you finish your cup of coffee, take painter's tape against a wall, like against a baseboard, and just do a series of, you know, short pieces of tape perpendicular to the wall and it becomes a parking lot. They just put the tape down for their little Hot Wheels. And then the, the kid was very busy rearranging cars and parking spots, like busy for an hour because they'd never seen this before. So I think painter's tape is awesome. That's a good one. I thought you were going to say, let them peel it off. And I was like, that also might be fun. Well, they could do that too. A painter's tape is also good for, I find like kids' rooms when they want to put up like their artwork or their poster from their play or whatever, when the stuff is going to change out. Instead of that weird clay that I think people are still using for their dorm rooms. Yeah, it's like sticky clay. That is nasty and it doesn't work and leaves marks on the walls. Just use painter's tape. Interesting. All right. I'll think about it. (laughs) Put it in your glove compartment. It's funny because I'm kind of sloppy, but I have an aesthetic problem with, I don't want painter's tape on my Tupperware. Like I like it to look clear and nice. It bothers me that it's blue. They need to make white painter's tape. Now there's a million dollar idea. I have a Tupperware life-changing tip. I'm pretty sure I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again because it really changed my life. I saw it on TikTok. You know, you put tomato sauce in Tupperware like once and it has like a weird orange stain. All you do is you soak a paper towel with some soap and some water, get it nice and soapy wet, put it inside the Tupperware and shake it up and it soaks up all the orange and your Tupperware is clear again. Totally works. I mean, if this is true, Amy, life-changing. It is. Orange Tupperware is the bane of my existence. It's just, it's so sad, right? It's one of those problems where like, you know, the channel that's devoted to infomercials that's like, do you hate it when? And you're like, I do hate that, you know, but you didn't even really think it was a problem. But orange, if I see orange Tupperware and they promise me it won't be orange, I'm like, send it my way. Yeah. I'm sad now. Orange Tupperware. You don't have to live with it. Thank you. Huge if true, Amy. Brightly colored luggage. We're all doing this now, right? Don't buy black or navy luggage. Yeah. It makes it so much easier to identify. My kids have Darth Vader bag 
the Jurassic Park bag and Harry Potter bag. It does make it a lot easier at the airport. As you know, and I mean, I should never have admitted this on the podcast. I could be arrested, but I once took another person's bag home from the airport. I am that monster. (laughs) And it was like a day or two, right? Oh, yeah. It was several (laughs) days. I left it because that's what I do. I come home and throw my bag down and wear different clothes. And then I only unpack it like six days later. And yeah. I had someone else's bag. And let me tell you. I mean, my life-changing tip is don't check bags. Like, rule, tuck, stuff, get it in the carry-on. I went to China for 12 days with a carry-on. It's fine. You can do it. You need so much less clothing than you think you do. Just bring enough socks that are all one type and you're all set. Yeah, I I resist this tip. I'm disorganized. So I like to pack everything I might want to wear and then I get there and I figure out what I want to wear. But I don't want to be a good packer. I like to bring like the six pairs of shoes. Maybe this one will be cute this day. Maybe I'll be in the mood for this. I know, but then you might be there with no pairs of shoes because they lost your bag. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair point. When's the last time somebody else took your suitcase home from the airport and kept it for days? It's definitely happened, but yeah. Then I feel like you just go to the wedding in like a t-shirt and jeans and you're like, guess what happened to me? You know, I just went on a vacation with my husband and and two of our kids and we were going skiing. So we mailed ski clothes ahead of time. Once you have snow pants, you can't like you're not doing a carry on anymore. So we're not going to deal with checking bags. It's the same difference. We'll mail it ahead. Well, this box is now lost. It was last seen in Salt Lake City. And before that, it was in like... Hindvale, Illinois. And so all my like, you just mail it ahead. And then they lose that instead. No, that doesn't work. That happened to my father-in-law with golf clubs. He shipped them and then they never arrived. They got caught in costumes somewhere. He couldn't play his golf. He was very upset. I feel like not checking bags is like, you know, the joke, like, how do you know someone does CrossFit? They tell you about CrossFit. <laughs> like, what is that phrase? Like, you know, because they'll tell you. I feel like people who don't check bags are those people as like well. Like that 12 minutes. Yeah. I never check a bag. Like you have to, people who don't check bags always have to talk to you about their system for not checking bags. Guys, guess what we're doing together next week, me and Margaret. Yeah, we are traveling together. So are you really not going to check a bag? I'm not checking a bag. <gasps> Will you be mad at me if I check a bag? I'm going to like slow your roll. We're going to, it's going to be like 13 more minutes before we have to depart for the hotel and the taxi. I'll be tapping my foot, looking at my watch. I was just thinking that because I am checking a bag. We're going to like a conference. It involves outfits. I feel like I need to check a bag. Well, we'll see what happens, guys. I'll definitely plan ahead. I'll definitely have like a, a couple articles ready to read. I will take a picture of Amy angrily waiting at baggage claim with me and I will post it on our Facebook page because that will happen. I got to check. I got to check a bag. I'm just a little insane about like, yeah, like I got to, you got to have it. You got to have the stuff when you get there. So I'm not letting it on my site. That's funny. All right. Well, we'll have to see how that goes. All right. Back to non-traveling stuff. Michelle says you should have, I've totally done this, make an open me first box when moving. Everything you need for the first 24 hours. This is a great list. Toilet paper, dish soap, trash bags, sheets for the bed, plastic plates and silverware, cups, and the most important thing, a box cutter. Put that in the open me first box. I did this and again, didn't even put that in the moving van. Like that's coming with me. That's my open me first bag that I don't even trust you to remember to put on the truck. So I'm going to take it with me. So I have it. That is a smart idea. I would never do this, but it's a really smart idea. Yeah. I have a related moving one, which is 
when you're packing stuff, number it. This is if you're packing yourself and you're not having movers do it all for you. Kitchen box one. Start with kitchen box one because that's what like the ice cream maker goes in and the like weird spatulas you never use. When you're packing your house, the stuff you pack first is really the stuff you will need the last. So the lower the number is, like kitchen two doesn't have anything in it you need the first night, but kitchen 14 will. And so if you do that, and I'm not necessarily saying keep an inventory, but just know that like the higher the number, the sooner you have to open it. My sister-in-law was telling me this rule and it haunts me. She was saying when they moved, anything that never got open from the move three years before didn't come. And I was like, oh, (laughs) that's kind of a good rule. But at the same time, it tends to be a little bit like the heirloomy stuff. Like it tends to be the memory stuff a little bit. So I, I don't know if I love that rule. Like the weird wedding gifts. You don't want to throw out your wedding album, even if you haven't looked at it in three years, you know, like, right. So I don't know about that rule, but I think this idea of open me first box, I'm just praying to never move again. That's my plan. Never, ever move again. That's my only plan right now. Michelle says, if you take your kids to a water park, get them brightly colored rash guards so that you can spot them in a crowd. You're a water park attendee. I mean, God, I'm past these days. We used to. Yeah. And I never did this. And... But when my kids were little, so I had a four, three, a four year old, a three year old, and an infant. And I had a three year old, a two year old, and a newborn. And so we would travel all the time. And I did when we traveled, they would wear, and I finally got rid of them because I had them for so long because they just gave me like, I don't know, joy chills when I saw them. The two boys and then the baby is a girl. They would wear matching like yellow neon, like the side, like crossing guard color polo shirts and they had black stripes. But the idea was Mm -hmm. I could always spot them. You know, when I was busy doing the baby through security and trying to get her out of the carrier and get the carrier load, if one of them took off on me, I could still see them wherever they went. Like I did like to have these travel outfits, which were that bumblebee running. right. Yeah. Hey, grab that little neon kid in the (laughs) in the yellow shirt. And just the way when you're traveling with It's too mobile with no sense, little kids and an infant who can't move. Very complicated travel situation. And just in general, I feel like I was constantly looking. I mean, I spent basically five years of my life doing like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, just constantly looking and counting and having those bright shirts. I would wear, I would have them wear to them to the park and stuff. Anywhere where I had to visually keep track of all three of them, I did have neon shirts for the boys and it, it was nice. Like it just, it's not so much that I could see them because they weren't like supposed to be wandering away from me, but just it made that kind of constant, where are they, where are they? Like, oh, I see that. They're always in my eye line. There's a different Michelle here who responded, if one kid goes missing, you can use another one of your kids for reference when giving a description to the people helping you find them. <laughs> like, look at this bright yellow rash guard with the stripes on them. I mean, hope that doesn't happen, but you're right. That's a good point. That would be a life-changing tip. Well, they do go missing. I mean, that's the thing, too. And always, I mean, most people do this. I used to write sometimes my number on their hand in Sharpie. And then if you hairspray over it, it makes it even more like waterproof. But we were at a water park once with my sister-in-law, all the kids, maybe 14, 15 of us. And we're in those inflatable tubes on like a river, not quite a lazy river, like a faster than a lazy river. And then at some time, it's split. And... 
one of my kids went the other way. It was the youngest. She was probably like five at the time. She went one way. We went the other way. It was 25 minutes or something before I could get out, work my way back. And I did have a plan with her that if I, we had said to all the kids, if you get lost, because sometimes in a giant water park, you can't be like, we'll all meet at the front gate. It's like another 40, like a little a kid under five, maybe couldn't even find the front gate. Right. But I just said, like, find somebody who works for the park. They all wear these white shirts. I showed her somebody like this is the outfit of the person who works here. And she did. When she got to her ending point, she got out and she just went to one of the people, the lifeguarding type people at the water park and said, I got separated from my family. And by the time I made my way around, she was walking, holding the hand of a lifeguard who was coming to announce where to find her. And it's like, oh, there you are. We found each other. This was a repressed memory that this is all brought back for me when you were saying this. I was at SeaWorld with my kids and SeaWorld in Orlando has a really fun sort of playground area that's pretty big for like in between the, you know, shows with the whales and stuff. But another one of these things like who designed this? They let my like two and a half year old go in. Parents weren't allowed in. It was the size of the Death Star. This like thing that had like screens running. You could climb inside it. And it was a bunch of tubes, like you're saying, slides climb around inside. I mean, he was just lost in there somewhere. No, and I yeah, couldn't go in because I was a grown up. I'm like, my child. And I was going like backwards up this slide where there was completely dark and you couldn't see anything in my socks trying to find them. And yeah, he just was sort of stuck halfway through with no way to like get out. And only kids were allowed in there. So there's no like look for the Jolly SeaWorld employee. It was just like look for like a seven-year-old who looks like they would know their way out. Oh, I've sent a million kids. I'm like, listen to me. Come here. You, eight-year-old. Go find my two-year-old. He's wearing a pink shirt. I mean, I've done that a billion times. A brightly colored rash guard. (laughs) Go up in the rat maze and find this kid. And then they'll come down and be like, I couldn't find him. And I'm like, keep looking. He's in there somewhere. There's a fiver in it for you if you find him. Oh, God. I'll get you an extra thing of fries here at the McDonald's Play Place. Maria says, put green Santa hats on your little wanderer at Christmas events. This is like it's a good idea. They zig, you zag. It is a good idea. Do something different or put a Santa hat on them at the water park. See, like they'll be the only one. That sounds very sweaty, Amy. I don't <laughs> think that's actually good advice. I have to normally I try to support you, but that is not a good idea. <laughs> All right. We'll be back with even more life changing tips. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know 
while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking It. And now, the pros and cons of different type of kids. From the What Fresh Out podcast. The Band Geek. Pros probably not involved in the school's party scene or dating scene or literally any other scene that would be even vaguely worrisome. Cons. You're going to be hearing Hang On Sloopy played on the bassoon more than a thousand times this year. The class president. Pros. Parent-teacher conferences are always easy as can be. Cons. Every time you want the garbage taken out, you're in for a 30-minute lecture about your poor recycling techniques. The sensitive poetess. Pros. On track for a scholarship to an East Coast women's college. Cons. We'll eventually write a novella that critiques your parenting. The jock. Pros. A large protein shake in the morning and he's all set. Cons. You will literally never sleep in on a Saturday morning ever again. This has been the pros and cons of different types of kids. From the What Fresh Hell podcast. I don't have the name on who posted this. This is when I live by two. Keep extra greeting cards and stuff on hand at home and some Target gift cards. Like I finally got wise to getting from the current catalog. You can get like a pack of 24 thank you cards and another pack of 24 in sympathy cards for like $4.99 instead of having to go to the drugstore to spend $7.99 on a in sympathy card 10 days after you really should have sent it every single time. Again, the where this plan always fails me because we're coming out of the birthday party like every Saturday is someone's birthday party. Our problem is we would get five cards and five Target gift cards. I'd like always have like, ah, okay, so we don't have to like run to the toy store on the way to the birthday party. Mm-hmm. Then we run out and we never replace them. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Greeting cards are so expensive. I mean, to buy one off. You can't get one for less than eight bucks, I feel like now. And I don't need the raised seal and the have glitter inside. Yeah, because now they have to like dance and do the cha-cha and play a song. No. Buying in bulk, you'll also save like $100 a year if you can just buy the greeting cards in bulk ahead of time. I'm my own worst enemy. Like I have found that I want to be this person and I have accepted that I cannot. I mean, I will find a drawer with Happy Father's Day cards every November. 
where I have bought them in advance because won't that be smart that I have them? And then I find them every November. And then on Father's Day, I go out and buy new cards. And then I find the old ones again in November. I do have a life-changing tip for you that might help. It might. I mean, I'm not that open to it, but allow it. Guys, she's going to be like, no, I don't want this. But followupthen.com. I think it costs $5 a month. You could send yourself a note. Like I would do that. And then I'd send myself a note like June 5th at followupthen.com. You have Father's Day cards. They're in the kitchen drawer. I have airline tickets, you know, next month for April 18th or whatever, April 17th, followupthen.com. I forward them to myself to that address and then I don't have to look at them or see them or wonder where they are. They just bounce back on the right That's day. clever because I was going to say I could just, I use like Siri reminders for that. Like I can say like, remind me the day before Father's Day that I have Father's Day cards. But the fact that it actually emails you the actual tickets is very, very helpful. I have uh, Broadway tickets, tickets to a Broadway show tonight because I live in New York City and it emailed me this morning. The tickets are in your Apple wallet because I would have been like, where are the tickets? So that's really helped me. Follow up then.com. I'm just going to have my butler do that, Amy. <laughs> right. The butler. My butler's just going to handle that. He'll be like, Ms. Abels, your Broadway tickets are here in the second car. Yes, it's in your Apple wallet. <laughs> we will have some trouble finding parking in New York City because you have a car attached to the back of your car. Here's a notes app suggestion iPhone notes app, way easier to organize screenshots so you actually remember what it is you wanted to cook, read, watch, look up, whatever. Delete it off your camera roll, but still in your notes, easier to find. Do I understand the technology that this person is talking about? Like, how do I get my photos into my notes app? I mean, yeah, that's, we need a separate world ladies here. I mean, my photos, my camera roll is full of good ideas and recipes and things that go to die because I'll never look at it again, right? So this is, I guess, you write then you take a picture and then open it in notes and say, you have your Father's Day cards, they're in the drawer. I guess this is what it's for. I don't use the notes app. I'm unaware of its wonders. I am so bad about screenshotting things that I want to remember you, and then file in never look at again. I mean, you take them. You're bad about like remembering to use them. Well, I'll see like, oh, this book is great. And so I take a screenshot to be like, oh, I do want to read that book. And then the next part of the process is never look at it again or think of that book again. Like it doesn't actually help me read the book. I put books I want to read on my Amazon wish list, which doesn't mean I necessarily buy them from Amazon or buy them from anywhere or ever read them. I must have 400 books on my Amazon wish list at this point. But anything, I'm like, oh, I want to watch that. I'm going to read that. This would be <laughs> another good thing for the butler. Jeeves, do remind me that I want to read the new Kristen Hanna yes. book. Yes, mom. Right away, mom. Next time we're at the bookstore, mom. Uh, Jessa, this is a very important, and your butler would probably remind you of this. Next time when you're at the grocery store, the mall, running errands, and you kind of have to pee, but you think you'll just wait till you get home because you don't want to stop for three minutes, go while you can, because the day you don't go, says Jessa, is the day there will be a huge car wreck on the freeway, and it will take two hours to get home. Just hey, Jessa, this is, again, the problem, I think we should call this episode excellent advice Margaret will never take because that yes, Margaret won't take. Yeah. Yes. There's a trend. Yes. You know what I did right before we start recording this episode? I thought I'll pee afterwards. And now I'm like, Oh, we got to wrap this thing up. I really, really have to go. Yep. This is the exact same advice about gas. Right now is the time to get gas. There will never be a better or more convenient time to get gas than right now. I mean, I constantly do this. Ah, I don't want to stop. I'll get it tomorrow. And then what always happens is that I'm 10 minutes late for an appointment because I couldn't find my keys. And then I'm running and then I have no gas. And now I'm going to be 20 minutes late. There's no time better than to do it than right now, but I cannot be taught. 
that gas thing, like I just was in a lot of traffic. Same thing. There was like a wreck on the highway and we were probably stopped for 90 minutes and two of my kids were with me. I'm driving and it was just starting to dawn on me like we might be sleeping here. Might be. Could be happening. Do I have water? No. Do I have gas? (laughs) Because you don't like old water bottles. You are not towing a second car full of water bottles. Right. I didn't have that set up yet. Your butler fell down on the job. And I just was like, oh, you know, oh, please, like, get me through this. And I will never, never go on a road trip without filling up as I leave again. Never. I would never do that. And now, like, of course, I've already, like, not a problem. But just as right. takes it to another place. She says, never get into an elevator with a full platter. Now, that's a certain level of risk aversion right there. I mean, your chances of getting stuck recording a podcast and or in traffic are much higher than I would say getting trapped in an elevator. I hosted a Super Bowl party once, a family Super Bowl party where 11 of our guests, because everybody was coming with their kids, got stuck in the elevator because I live in New York City in an apartment on a high floor. At your apartment building? Oh, yeah. They got stuck in our elevator. They had to climb out the roof of the elevator when the when the firefighters came to get them. <laughs> oh, my God. We had a lot of leftovers. You can imagine that Super Bowl party was not a uh, no stay all night hit and everybody walked down. My friend Peggy has a tip that, again, my butler is going to have to handle quarters for parking. Always have quarters for parking. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, even with the apps, what happens is I have an appointment, go to the dentist. Of course, I'm running a little bit late. Forgot to get gas. Now I'm running even later. Then I get there. I'm in some stupid township where my parking app doesn't work. Now I have to download town where your dentist is app for park. And that is going to take like 45 minutes. So it can reject your face when you sign in. Yep. yep. Yeah. You have a password for this already. What is it? Yes. What is it? You don't remember. No, that's not it. Keep showing it your face. It doesn't work. Quarters. Yes. Just fill your car with quarters for parking. Quarters for parking when you can do it. And also for me, using the Metro card to swipe onto the subway. My kids and my husband are all like, you can just beep and boop. You can tap your phone. You can do this. I'm like, yeah, but but I have my Metro card like in a little sleeve. You know, those things you tape to the back of your phone that hold like a credit card and... Yes, they're life changing. I don't need a wallet anymore. I just have my credit card and my Metro card. Anyway, so I swipe on just last night. The train is coming. And my husband, who, you know, is so modern and tech savvy, is sliding it open. It doesn't recognize his face. It doesn't recognize his face again. And then he has to open Apple Wallet and then like do all that. That's definitely not better than swiping the card. And the train is here. Okay, Grandma, you've got your systems and you're not giving them up. They're not clawing them from your cold hands. No, mm-mm, mm-mm, just use the quarters. I agree with you, although I don't miss the Metro card because the Metro card for non-New Yorkers. Yes, neither too fast nor too slow. There's a rhythm to it. You got to really get the wrist flick and you don't want to be the person. Oh, I got to swipe nine times now because I didn't swipe it at exactly the right cadence. Yeah, and everybody behind you is mad. That's true. This is something I don't agree with, but I understand the sentiment. Kai says, don't waste your money on cheap mayonnaise. Get the good stuff. Well, you hate all mayonnaise, but Kai is right. Yeah. What counts as good mayonnaise? There's no such thing. Like, yeah, there is. And it's true. Like gourmet may- mayonnaise. Spend money on better things. And I have come to this in my old age. I always say there's two types of people. 10 pairs of $10 sunglasses or one pair of $100 sunglasses. I used to be the former. First of all, we know I hate earth murder. So I'm trying to use one good pair of sunglasses versus 10 junky plastic pairs. Have 
20 good pieces of clothing that actually look good on you and fit correctly versus 45 tops from Target. I'm coming around to the less is more. Now, mayonnaise, I mean, I'm fine with Hellman's, but I do think in general that like a really nice jar of jam is worth it. Oh, yes. Like bon maman. Well, isn't that everyone's nice jam? I mean, or go to the farmer's market, get some nice jam. Although I will say another tip is beware the farmer's market. You are not a different person just because you're in the farmer's market. You are not going to figure out how to cook with jackfruit tonight. Swiss chard will take up your whole refrigerator and then just die there. Yeah. If it's something that will last a long time and you want to try it and buy it, I have your back. But like, calm down. You do not know what to do with dragon fruit. Walk away slowly. My problem with the farmer's market is I walk away with baked goods and then usually some like goat's milk soap that I didn't really want, but there was nobody at the stand and I made eye contact with the lady and then I have to buy that. And perhaps some preserves. Like I leave without an actual fruit or vegetable, tchotchkes and cookies. Yeah. My daughter's gotten into shopping, which she was never into. And I was like, the most important rule of the mall, never make eye contact with anybody at the mall, especially not the people at the kiosks in the middle. You will spend 65 years learning about skincare and you're, you're 11. You don't have 65 years to spare. Well, these were life-changing tips that I will never take, but hopefully they were useful in their own way. She never takes our advice, guys, but these are some life-changing tips. I know. I can't. You know what it is? I can't be fixed, and I'm accepting that, but hopefully this was helpful to some people who still are living the dream that things can be fixed, that problems can be solved. God bless you if you are. If you guys love this show and you want even more of this show, you do. go to whatfreshhell.supportingcast.fm and sign up to be a subscriber through Supporting Cast. It's like a two taps, and then you can keep listening where you're already listening. You don't have to download download new apps and software, no facial recognition, none of that. You're just, you're listening. <laughs> just immediately smooth, easy listening to all the hits. It's the Metro card of easy listening people. Yes, exactly. It's ad free. All our episodes, the entire catalog, plus monthly bonus episodes. This month's is going to be about our humble showbiz beginnings. The bonus episodes are always non-parenting, total silliness, and we have a lot of fun. So fun. Whatfreshhell.supportingcast.fm. And with that, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. So long. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. 
I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.